What's up? It's Jamil. I'm back from Dallas, Texas. And have I got some big news for you with the Dallas Card Show 2021, as well as the state of the hobby. And I got a chance to be in the Mecca with all this crazy past weekend. So tune into episode 21. Let's get it. Boom! Hello, hello. Well, I just got back from Dallas, Texas. My wife and I um, actually drove back. We drove there and we drove back. And we have got so much to share with you. Um, I got the uh, big van unloaded, got everything back in the shop. Um, I got, and I sat down. I was thinking, I'm going to have a Millie Pops t-shirt on. I guess I got to put this one on. But um, just got back and I thought, let's get this episode cranked out so Aaron can get to the editing and get all this information to you all out there because I um, I'm stoked to talk about the the Dallas card show so before we do uh, one always plug before we get going we have Mealy Pops Madness session number 32 3 2 this weekend on Instagram and let me tell you about it if you like deals and like having fun like hanging out with the community making offers on cards uh, getting deals this is the place for you um, but even to the nth degree this week because we have so much inventory I brought back from Dallas. Spent tens of thousands of dollars on lots and lots of different collections. I'll talk a little bit about things here and there. Uh, and I can't wait to share some of that with you guys. Give the deals. And it's on Instagram. It's on Instagram Live, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is session 32 of Millie Pops Madness. Uh, we have just created a monster and we love it. So hope to see you there. All right, so... I'm going to get into this Dallas uh, card show episode as well as where we kind of are, I think, in the state of the hobby because I did witness a lot of different things that were um, really cool as well as maybe uh, not so cool, I think, um, and I think it's good to report on some of those things as well. So what? What I'll just give the backstory from my perspective, what happened, what I saw, what I was watching, what I was listening to, uh, what I was uh, able to, to, to kind of see uh, on the showroom floor. Um, but let me just give you this with a grain of salt because it was pure uh, frenzy. Uh, there was so much happening. Tons of people were there. Um, I, I talked to some other dealers, friends of mine, people that I know in the industry for quite some time. And, and many of us were in agreement that that Friday of the show, it was a Thursday setup, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when it really turned into a Thursday dealer show, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, that, that time was the most frenzied I'd ever seen in a card show comparable to the last national at Chicago. Um, but this was different because <clears throat> the Chicago national has all the glitz and glamour, the corporate, the paninis and you know, everybody's there, the breakers and all that other stuff. This is just straight up dealing. And, uh, in this massive, massive room, I think it was 500 plus tables and really done, uh, really, really saw some cool stuff. It was just a cool part to be a part of, but the frenzy. And what I mean by frenzy is just the um, speed of deals and the speed of money being spent in those first 24 to 48 hours was amazing. Uh, have a lot to share with you. I'll go, I'll go through some pictures and some videos I have uh, as we get going, and I'll get into more of the nitty gritty of kind of what we did. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I can't I can't say this enough. The hobby is in a great place uh, in terms of the people. Um, I saw and met a lot of you out there. Many of you have just said, oh, you watch Mealy Pops, or Mealy Pops, Mealy Stocks on YouTube. 
Uh, my voice is already going, so that just shows you how much I was talking and hanging out with you all this past this past week. But um, we're in a good place. Uh, I think there are a ton of people. A lot of you out there continue to learn. I had a lot of questions and watched a lot of you out there buying and selling. Um, we are in a very unique place where there is a culmination or an influx of people entering into uh, the hobby, not necessarily always knowing what's going on, but knowing it's fun. And that's cool, right? Having just so many people excited about the hobby. Uh, we brought specifically everything we could possibly bring because we drove. So we drove on Wednesday, got there on Thursday night and started setting up. Uh, we brought wax, we brought sports cards, we brought raw and graded, and we brought Pokemon. And I think that was a good mix for us because we had quite a bit going on. Uh, I, I didn't sign up for the show until later. Um, kind of bad communication on my part and others. And and uh, we were in the back corner. But that's okay because I was actually okay with that, that, that space. Uh, we were in the back corner in kind of two different areas. And I guess that's a good leeway into showing you um, some videos of uh, kind of where we were. All right, so this is us in the back corner. Uh, kind are. of our little setup, and I'll get to our setup picture in a second. <laughs> we're in the back corner, right, Mayor? Come see Mayor. She takes all the money. It's my lovely wife. She's taking there's, all the money. There's, there's Brian Bryson. looking like a zombie. Mahomes, Brady case, some woods, some big stuff in here. All right, cool. So you get a little idea of what was going on. And let me show you a picture of our setup uh, so you can kind of see what was going on and kind of how our setup, you know, looked from uh, where you were at. So this is our setup. Uh, we were in the corner right there by the uh, the fire extinguisher in the ladies' bathroom. Um, but as you guys know, not much traffic there because there's not many ladies that go to these events. Although there was a lot that I met and saw selling, which is cool. So you can see there we had some high-end, um, some cases, some wax, and then kind of some stuff over there. And then across the way, Cata Corner, we also uh, were able to have some space as well, which I'll show you a video of kind of how it kind of looked and you can kind of get a better idea of uh, that. So this is me walking. <coughs> and this is during the show. All this stuff. There's uh, Money Bison and YWN sports cards on Instagram selling stuff. Let me just go back for a second. I want to show you guys. I mean, it's. I know it doesn't seem like much, but there is so many people, right, kind of in these areas. And just a lot of stuff. So just as I'm walking through, I'm just in a, a small portion of the section on Sunday, this is Sunday, guys. This is not um, prime time Friday or Saturday. This was Sunday. But just cards, people dealing, talking, trying to make things happen. Um, loads and loads and loads of, uh, of, of, of people there. This is me from the back walking, just showing you guys. I'll replay this one too. There's our, our area. But just kind of an idea so you can see just in this, just in this area kind of coming across how vast this was how big of a showroom this was with people with stuff really from everywhere and it can be overwhelming I think but the room was manageable I got to see a lot of people just kind of get to go everywhere and tell me what they saw um, additionally I don't have any footage of this but a lot of you can see uh, Friday night Saturday nights and Friday night and Saturday night in the lobby areas there were hundreds of people uh, continuing to trade and wheel and deal and uh, this was special for me, and I'll just get into some stories, and I'm going to show you some cards that walk to the table. I'm also going to uh, just kind of talk about the uh, buying experience and some of the negatives that I see uh, happening in the hobby, um, which really just boils down to people lying. I mean, that's, I think, what, what it is. But um, uh, I'm sitting there, and, um, you, you know, you watch 
people with the cards and what they have and what they're looking to sell. We have a giant buying sign, right? And I can't stress this enough, but I'm seeing the same stuff. And in that showroom, granted we were in Dallas, but I can't tell you how many Luka Doncic PSA 10 prisms and Trey Young PSA 10 prisms and whatever else you want to talk about were there and were not being bought. And, and this brings up a good point because I think we get so focused on the PSA 10, the rookie card, um, so focused on maybe what's hot or what should be liquid, when in reality it's not, and it's kind of a, fa a facade. It's a, it smokes and mirrors, where there is so much of it, especially at these shows when it's so concentrated. You know, you talk about like a mosaic silver of LeBron. Oh, what a cool card, Lakers uniform, yada, yada. There's probably 700 of those at this event, and probably 700 of them, 500 of them are, are PSA 10. I, I'm just thinking about it as I, I walk around and I see all the things, the rarity and the things that you don't always see or the things that are hard to get are not are not there. Um, you're seeing people with stacks on stacks on stacks of jawed PSA 9 Prism rookies, right? Or, uh, you know, uh, and I know they're hot right now, but um, Fernando Tatis update PSA 10 tops rookies, right? And you get to this point where you see all that, and you would say, oh, yeah, yeah, the demand outweighs the supply. But how much of that right now is going to be coming back from PSA? So I'm bringing up those points to kind of just give you an idea of what I was seeing there and what everybody wanted to sell, yet nobody was buying. I, I overheard some guys talking, why is nobody buying my stuff? How come I can't sell anything? And I think that brings up a good point because there's so much of certain things that certain things aren't being bought. And this was a, a great example of that, the Dallas Card Show. Now, for me, you know, I'm, I'm very proactive. I'm going to tell you some stories about what I, I did the, the night the Jordan PSA 10 sales. But, you know, just, just an example here. I mean, this is an opportunity uh, for me to, I'm going to put it up on the screen here. Uh, this is a, a younger guy, uh, BB Sports Cards, a uh, young guy. And, uh, you know, I'm just there. And I, you know, I said, how much do you want for everything? And, and I get a chance to buy all of his inventory out because I need it. Um, but he was able to make a fair deal and work with me on that. There we are. His dad was actually taking the picture. It was a, a, a Kodak moment. His dad was so proud that his son was banking. But, um, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to kind of show you guys that, um, you know, at a card show, there's so many opportunities. There's so many things going on and there's so many places to go. And how you navigate that and, and how you utilize those goals that you, 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 know, you set for yourself. If you watch episode uh, 19, 18 and 19 where I talk about card shows more, I think it can kind of help you curtail what's happening there versus getting lost and feeling swamped. Um, this is another opportunity that came up. This is another guy. Shout out to a guy named Anthony. He goes by Chili something on Instagram. But uh, he came up. We're talking. We're dealing. I buy a few cards from him. And I just simply say to him, man, what are you lugging this thing around for? I can use all these cards. Do you want to sell he goes, yeah, I do. I said, well, how much for your duffel bag? Well, check it out, baby. Mealy Pops buys the duffel bag, right? Let me show you on screen real quick. Here he is, right? He comes in and, uh, you know, we make a deal and buying the duffel bag. But it, I'm, I'm just, I'm using this as an example. Oops, sorry. Using this as an example to say, when you go to you go to shows, <clears throat> how, what, what's your goals, right? And, and this guy obviously want, had a goal to, to make some money, to move some inventory. And I'm glad he did because there was stuff in there that I remember I bought. And I'm like, you kind of get the good with the bad. And, and I think to myself, you know, how many of you out there are holding on to stuff that you really need to be moving? So, something to consider. Here's another example. This is a young gal and uh, her um, her boyfriend or her husband, maybe. They uh, they were buying for me the whole show, soccer and Pokemon. Like, think about that combination, right? Soccer and Pokemon in terms of uh, of what was hot for her, her and him. That that's just something that's 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 dope. 
Here was on Sunday, me buying a Jordan rookie from a guy who came over and a young kid. We talked, Dallas Cards, 21. We're discussing what's going on. And that kind of leads me into Jordan and what happened on Saturday night as we were in the lobby. Just hanging out in the lobby. Um, I get a message from uh, Brian. He works in the shop. He's working the event. You know, Brian with the mask, and I called him a, a zombie. He, uh, he says to me, Jamil, are you, are you catching this? This is Saturday night about, I don't know, 11 p.m. And he says, uh, the two Jordans just sold for $738,000 each. And I said, what are you talking about? And he texts me back. He goes, the, the two PSA 10s. So I looked to a friend and, I, and, and I shout out to my buddy Robert. And I said, Robert, we got to buy every Jordan that's in this lobby right now. It's, it makes sense. It just, it just makes practical sense. So, you know, many, many, many thousands of dollars later in the next five to 10 minutes, I wound up buying all the Jordans on the floor. And I'm using this as an example of, of how you take advantage of the situation. Now, some people are saying, oh, the 10s aren't going to do it. The 10s aren't going to do it. I won't run up buying a PSA 8 for $18,000. I just looked today. A PSA 8 just sold for $32,000. So the, the market in the world and, and where we're at, it changes so stinking quick. And the car show really reminded me of like a stock market showroom floor, or, you know, the, the New York Stock Exchange, not showroom, but the New York Stock Exchange floor where things are happening like this. News is coming out like this, and things are being bought and sold like that as well. Um, some people are behind, you know. Um, I'm Brian, just to, just to give you an example, he went over another dealer on Sunday, the day after, 13, 14 hours after the sale, wound up buying an 87 Fleer uh, sticker set with the Jordan graded. He paid X, made about $1,500 by selling it in the next uh, 10, 15 minutes. So the opportunity is there, and, and I think for you guys out there who are quick and savvy with it, um, these card shows will, will, will lend to a, a ton of opportunity for you. Here's some couple things that walk up. I have a big buying sign at, at these shows, which I enjoy. Uh, I'll just show you just a couple things that, that walked up. This was in the first hour. Here's a Mahomes White Sparkle PSA 10, massive card. Here's uh, in the first uh, few hours, a shout out to a guy, Sasha. He does a lot on YouTube in different places. Sasha comes up. He We're talking. He buys a BGS uh, a 9.5. Uh, Chrome LeBron for me. He's looking at the X Factor that I brought, BGS 9.5 away from a bump. And he goes, uh, um, man, I got to walk away. So he walks away 15 minutes, comes back. We wind up doing this massive deal with a Durant and a bunch of cash for the LeBron X Factor. You know, the opportunities that come up, this walks up to the table. A uh, guy comes up to me and says, I won this in a Raz. Here's the crazy story about this. You know, he goes, Jamil, um, I said, how'd you find me? Nobody else wanted this? He goes, you were in the back corner, and I, I saw the front was too crowded, so I walked to the back and started from the back to the front. You were where I started. You have a buying sign. I said, I'm so glad you came here, man. So we did a deal for this. Uh, I think his name was Andrin, and uh, we did a deal for this uh, this Luca uh, PSA 10 uh, Obsidian 1 of 1 Rookie Auto. Um, I mean, so just those opportunities that came so quickly, uh, just people coming up to the table, uh, hanging out with us. My friend Robert, he bought one of these for my buddy out there. Check that out, 05 Exquisite. Um, uh, auto patches, you do not see these very often of Jordan with the old painted tape on it as you, or painted patch, uh, as you can see. <laughs> so, you know, just as you think about a card show and as you think about these things, this was, again, us in the corner at the very end. Me taking a picture so you guys could see. But um, the hobby's in a great place. There's a lot happening very quickly. And I think we get caught up in metrics sometimes and comp sometimes that we're not actually thinking about the cards. We're not actually thinking about um, what makes sense and what can you catch on before it actually happens. Um, I had a lot of people asking me for tennis at the uh, at the event. I had a lot of people asking me for some alt alternate kind of sports, uh, things that were a little bit uh, off kilter, promo cards, yada, yada. 
Uh, we sold a lot of Pokemon. We sold a lot of soccer at the event. Maybe it was because we had less of it. We sold a lot of wax at the event. Um, the wax that I was selling was not retail wax. <laughs> I know I, I kind of harped on that in one of the last episodes. The wax I was selling was FOTL and hobby wax and the wax that not many people have access to um, that I got lucky or I bought in or I traded for. Um, so those are kinds of things to be thinking about you know, from that sell perspective and what, what people want. One disclaimer, and I'll, I'll throw this out there, and I think everybody should know this. I think we're getting into a place where in the hobby there's a lot of um, mistruth. And what I mean by that is I'll give you one example, um, but this was not the only example. There were many of these throughout the weekend where people come to the table, they know that you're buying, and I'll start with two examples. How about that? The very first card that came to our table was a Luca Red, White, and Blue uh, Prism Rookie. Um, guy wanted $600 for it. In my mind, I thought, man, that's kind of low. It doesn't make sense. Why does he want 600 I looked at the card. I immediately knew the card was uh, somewhat trimmed. I measured it with another card in front of the gentleman, and I said, man, I don't know if you did this or what, but I think the card's trimmed. I'm going to go ahead and pass on it. Um, but you know, the, the purpose of that was to try and generate money on somebody to pawn off a card that had been trimmed you know, immediately in the show for cash to, to stick it to me. And those are the kind of things that happen, and we're doing that more and more where the integrity of the hobby and the truth and the honesty in the hobby is, is, is being lost. So again, that moment, passed on it, gave it back to him. You know, I wish I could just chop the card up there and say don't sell it to anybody or give him five bucks to do it or whatnot. But um, I gave him his card back. And then actually at the very end of the show, had another young guy, uh, you know, savvy with cards, came up, told me he had a, a card that was worth about 15000 in comps, wanted to trade. I said, that's cool, man. Um, we start getting down to nitty-gritty. We're doing all these dealings. We're all certain stuff. And then I go and I look at, I look at the comps. The card's not worth fifteen thousand dollars. Worth about nine thousand dollars. And just the audacity, I think, of people sometimes to just straight up lie about cards to better one over somebody else. And and I think we're in a place now where you guys got to be very careful. If you're somebody who does lie and you're somebody who just tries to constantly look to better people um, and, and and stick it to somebody and really screw them, uh, really check yourself in that. I see a lot of that more and more and more at shows than I ever have, and uh, it kind of stinks. But um. I'm glad that I had an opportunity to kind of talk with you about that. And if you are somebody that does that or you have done that, doesn't mean you can't change. Doesn't mean you can't, you know, try try and be a little different and, and keep some integrity in the hobby. So um, coming up here, uh, let's end this episode. Uh, episode 20, the Dallas Card Show was great. Had a great time. Sorry, I was kind of everywhere. We just literally got in, drove in, and I just got out and I was like, I gotta get this episode done so we can get it out tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. But um, appreciate you all. Mealy Stocks, episode 20. Dallas was great. The people in Dallas were great. The barbecue was great. Hanging out with people were great. Meeting up with people was great. That's what the hobby and the market has really just created. It's just this awesome, awesome community. Keep doing it out there. Guys, drop me some comments below uh, in, in the comments. I'll try and get to them this week. If you got questions about the card show, if you had some thoughts about the card show, if you went, um, if you didn't go, it's back in March. We will be back in March. Uh, the Mealy Pop Shop. Aaron and Nate, I think, are going from Slap Stocks as well. Uh, the whole Mealy Stocks combination will be there full effect. So can't wait to see if you are going to go to Dallas in March. And until then, uh, have an awesome time. Keep enjoying the hobby. And I will see you guys uh, on the flip side. Later!